on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk. Beginning with the Irish Independent, over 55s are warned over surge in investment fraud. Older people and pensioners have been warned to stay vigilant after new figures show a huge jump in fraud scams in the first half of last year. A 26% rise in attempted scams compared with the same period a year earlier. This is from Fraud Smart, uh, which is an initiative of the Irish Banking and Payments Federation and we'll be chatting to the Federation shortly here on Breakfast Briefing but that's the main story on the Irish Independent. On the front of the Irish Examiner, this will be discussed on News Talk Breakfast later about obesity patients and how long they're having to wait to get treated. Uh, so obesity patients are being forced to wait up to five years for treatment. Now the Examiner says that because of that, some of those are having to travel to countries like Turkey for treatment, despite horror stories involving Irish patients. Despite 60% of adults now classed as overweight or obese, waiting lists going back years and years have built up due to the historic lack of funding. That's according to the HSE National Clinical Lead for Obesity, uh, Professor Donal O'Shea, who, as I say, will be on News Talk Breakfast this morning. And we are still waiting for clinics to be developed around the country. Um, but they've been stalled, apparently, due to budget constraints. RT all over the papers yet again. It's on the front of the Irish Times, which tells us that revenue might investigate RT exit payments. An independent report into exit packages paid to RT staff under a voluntary redundancy scheme has said the revenue commissioners may wish to investigate whether tax was paid correctly in several cases. And this review found a significant exit package paid to Ortiz's former chief financial officer, Breed O'Keefe, had not been approved correctly. Instead of being signed off on by the RT executive board, the package was approved by then-director-general D Forbes. That's also the front of the Irish Daily Mail. RTE HR boss issued letter approving CFO's exit package. Message issued on instruction from DG D Forbes suggested falsely. Executive board had signed off on Breda O'Keefe's deal. That's the front of the mail. And then the Irish Daily Mirror. D book stops here. Former RT chief D Forbes signed off on a secretive golden handshake for a top executive. A shock report has revealed Media Minister Catherine Martin blasted the appalling disregard for fairness in treatment of staff. D Forbes personally approved a redundancy package for finance officer Breda O'Keefe, which a Dole committee head has branded a special deal for the top brass. Uh, so obviously I'm sure more of this at some various Dole committees. Unfortunately, to the best of my knowledge, D Forbes is still unwell. So she's going to be unable to answer those questions. But hopefully once she gets better, she uh, might be able to answer these questions because TDs and senators constantly say she's the one person we need to hear from uh, with regard to the controversy at RTE. The front of the Irish Daily Star has a photograph of a Garda car on fire and tells us that Garda arrested and questioned a man over the torching of a squad car during the riots that rocked Dublin city centre last November. And the Irish Sun on the front page, 
GAA stars hooked on coke. The GAA is terrified of the growing cocaine crisis among players. This is according to Kieran Carey, who's a former Limerick hurling great, now a psychotherapist, who spoke out over the problem in clubs as the GPA revealed more than 100 inter-county players were treated for booze, gambling or drug issues. And Kieran Carey is warning the cocaine issue has gone through the roof at club level GAA communities are terrified at the scale of the problem. It seems it's in every town and village around the country. And of course, for a lot of these uh, players during club or championship season, you're not allowed, uh, you're not supposed to drink alcohol. But maybe because they're young, they might still like to socialise. So perhaps they're using drugs instead of drink on nights out. Uh, But anyway, there's a fear of an addiction crisis rocking GAA, according to the front of the Irish Sun. Inside the Irish Times, more about politicians facing abuse. Uh, And again, as we always say, I don't know why you'd want to be a politician considering the amount of abuse you get uh, and you're not even well paid because this is to do with county councillors who certainly don't earn a bomb. But the Irish Times tells us that councillors are facing growing levels of abuse from the public and increasing fear for their safety. This is new research uh, ahead of this year's local elections, which found that abuse sustained by councillors has led to premature retirements. It deters recruitment and would not be acceptable in any workplace. So they surveyed 500 councillors, did some one-on-one interviews. Uh, Now, most councillors, as I say, you can't be in uh, local politics for the money, but most councillors found that their work Uh, was rewarding, but they felt their power had diminished while their workload had increased and they feel more vulnerable to abuse both online and in person. And, shock horror, women are most likely to be on the receiving end of the abuse. Uh, And I think a fair point made by one of the councillors, they think we're mini-TDs. I think that's very fair to say as well, that people sort of express all their anger about what's going on in the country with their local councillors. Um, and certainly, you know, councillors get calls at 12, 1 at night. It's a difficult gig and maybe balancing that with their own job and then to think that you're facing a load of abuse online and in person as well. Now, the Irish Independent tells us that there's a bit more apathy going on. So obviously, we're not great here in Ireland at switching our health insurance or internet provider or energy provider. And also, it would seem that we're not good at using our smart meters because the vast majority of householders are still not using their electricity smart meters, despite two thirds of one homes now having one installed. So by the end of this week, uh, we're going to have 1.6 million homes with a smart meter, but just over 150,000 of the 1.6 million <clears throat> have um, switched to smart tariffs that use the meter's data. Another 400, sorry, around 146,000 others are accessing their data through a customer portal, but haven't used it to find a smart deal that best reflects their electricity usage. So I know a lot of people worried about the cost of living and energy prices. So the advice is to use your smart meter, shop around, look at price comparison websites. Uh, These companies aren't charities. They're not providing you with electricity out of the goodness of their heart. They're there to make money. So you should try and save as much money as possible. Now, a couple of final stories for you. The Telegraph has the lovely, cheerful news that we have an asteroid the size of a football pitch which is going to zoom past the Earth tomorrow. 
Um, and the reason why it's in the news is it's going close enough to Earth that NASA has actually issued a warning. As NASA says it's potentially hazardous and is expected to come. <laughs> now, we say it's close to Earth. It'll come within 1.7 million miles of Earth, about seven times further out than the moon at a speed of around 11 miles per second. But in, it's close enough in space terms for NASA to add it to its asteroid watch. And uh, we will obviously be keeping a close eye on its approach. So maybe none of us will be here on Monday. Final story for you comes from the Mirror. And obviously, excuse me, at this hour of the morning, lots of people having their breakfast. Uh, The Mirror tells us one in five have eaten the same breakfast every day for five years. The Irish are a nation of breakfast lovers. Three quarters look forward to the first meal of the day. But it turns out a lot of us are actually stuck in a rut. Research by plant-based food firm Alpro found one-fifth eat the same thing every morning for the last five years. I would say I've eaten the same breakfast for the last 30 years. Uh, It's usually toast, though, according to this research. Those who eat a healthy breakfast, such as eggs, oatmeal, yogurt and wholemeal bread, obviously have a reduced risk of obesity and heart disease. But most of us are on repeat. 44% surveyed say the reason for having the same breakfast is it's because it's part of their routine. Another 22% admit they're on autopilot and don't know what else to have. Our top breakfast options include toast, That leads the way. I thought it would have been cereal, but people seem to be glued to toast. Then it's cereal, porridge and eggs, tea and coffee. That's your basic breakfast that a lot of people have. However, uh, we also see that some want to be more creative. 57% want to be more creative with their breakfast and add a flavour or a twist to what's known as the most important meal of the day. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is News Talk.